At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, superpower. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, folks. This is the Super NES podcast, episode number 197. Uh, I am Greg. He is Joe. Hello. And we're coming at you today to talk about uh, a number of games, actually, which we decided kind of would fit together very neatly, like, like one podcast. Um, just so we can just cover all of them at once and give them the proper treatment that they deserve. Uh, we're looking at today uh, the, the uh, all, 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 all the Street Fighter 2 games that got ported to the Super NES, which are total like a four of them. So uh, just you know, just real quick here for summary purposes, you have Street Fighter 2, uh, the original one, aka the World Warrior from 1992, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting from 1993, Street Fighter uh, Super Street Fighter 2, the New Challengers 1984, and then finally Street Fighter Alpha 2 from 1996. Now I'm just gonna say, uh, like say now, I'm sure I'm gonna mess up the names again at some point during the course <laughs> of this podcast because these names are like Teflon, and Capcom does the most absurd, silly things with these like these names in the series. It's like it's like Super Street Hyper Alpha Two uh, <laughs> X whatever the heck. So it's uh, it's like it's like don't even start out the names of this franchise like they're nuts, but. <laughs> Um, so anyway, this was actually like Joe's original idea. I was just the one to expand upon it because Joe, you wanted to cover primarily your favorite game was was it uh, was it uh, Street was Fighter it? Alpha Two? Alpha Two, yes, right. Okay, so which so a little backstory. Uh, so one of the reasons I chose uh, Street Fighter Alpha Two is because I only discovered that there was a Super Nintendo version like a month and a half ago, and I played it. And I was shocked because <laughs> I originally grew up with the um, Sega Saturn version, and the Sega Saturn version was amazing. I mean, it was almost like one yeah. one for the for the arcade. Yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, you'll find out, but it like you know that Super Nintendo port is quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I think Turtle essentially didn't hear about it because a there was a late release. Uh, I mean, I just said it was like night. Uh, uh, 96. So right. that was toward the tail end of the Super NES. And B, um, it, and, and B, based on these prices, it didn't get a big print run. So because of the four, so the four three party games, that this was the most expensive, you know, expensive, expensive game to find on eBay. So, yeah, yeah. uh, combination of those reasons. So, but anyway, um, we have covered, for long-time listeners of the podcast, we have covered the original games, Street Fighter II, The World Warrior, way back when, um, like years and years ago. So because of that, uh, we're not going to go into any kind of major de- uh, major technical details about the, the, uh, about the game and the series. If you want to hear about the development um, or the uh, developer, uh, um, uh, more about Capcom or anything else about the game, uh, I do recommend checking out that podcast. Um, we will talk about it a little bit, um, but... But just, just just a heads up, it's not going to be our main focus here, like for this one, because we have covered before in the past. But, um, but so 
I've already talked about my history with Street Fighter games, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, in this franchise. Joe just mentioned that he was really big, uh, like a big fan of the Alpha game. Um, what's your What's your overall history uh, history of the uh, history of, uh, as far as the Street Fighter series goes, Joe? Uh, okay, so it would have been what nineteen ninety two, I think, is when Street Street Fighter two came out. A 91. 91. So it would have been 92 probably when I first really saw the machine. Um, the, there wasn't many arcades in the Rhode Island area. Um, there used to be DJ's Arcade in Warwick. And then I remember there was one tiny one in nor the North Kingstown area that, you know, I lived in. Um, and I remember at some point I walked into one of those arcades and I came across Super Street Fighter, oh, well, Street Fighter 2. It wasn't Super Street Fighter 2. It was Street Fighter 2. And, uh, I, as far as fighting games go, um, I can't remember any real fighting games before, only after. So for me, like, the genesis for fighting games is Street Fighter 2. Mm -hmm. And that experience in the arcade was amazing. And then, of course, that was followed up with Mortal Kombat, and that starts a whole right. new thing. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but, like, Street Fighter 2 was so ingrained in me, um, in that arcade experience that I remember, other than getting Mortal Kombat 2 from my Sega Genesis, the other game that I absolutely needed to have was Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. And, it was actually the reason I ended up getting a six-button controller. Um, because I did get the game for my birthday, and that was amazing. But um, only three buttons. So you had to hit start every time you wanted to either, you know, punch or kick. So if you hit start, like, it would start off, it was all punches, you know. Mm. Uh, low, you know, medium, and fierce. And then you'd have to hit start, and then it would switch the punches to kicks. And it was so convoluted. So, like, I don't, like, I praise them for, you know, having the foresight to know, one, that they were going to have to make a new controller. Um, and two, <laughs> that, you know, thankfully the start button isn't that far away from those three buttons. So with practice and time, it can get better. Um, but yeah, once I got that six button controller, oh my God, Street Fighter 2 was my jam. Oh my God. I love that game. And then, you know, of course, Super Street Fighter 2 came out and that game got even more gameplay from me, uh, than the original. And then uh, I can't think of anything else Street Fighter related that was released on the Genesis, at least that I owned. Um, and then my next experience was, when I got my Saturn, mm. um, eventually I was able to get, um, I think first I had the Street Fighter collection. I think that came out first. Don't quote me on that. Um, and then I got Alpha 2. And, oh, man, Alpha 2 was amazing. Um, and it's cool. You know, like, I'm not going to, you know, spoil it because we're going to talk more about it. But, you know, um, and since then, just like, you know, I, I love Street Fighter. I love Mortal Kombat. Like, Mortal Kombat is like... Mm. Mortal Kombat's my wife, so I would marry. I would marry Mortal Kombat, and I am a diehard fan of Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal Kombat, but Street Fighter is my mistress, and I see her very often. <laughs> um, and then occasionally I dabble in some, you know, Soul Calibur or Tekken, 
uh, or you know, with the Saturn that started my love for the Virtual Fighter series. Yeah. Um. So, like, you know, I started off with Street Fighter, and then that opened up an entire new world for me. And right. since then, I've you know recently gotten into like Smash Brothers, which I had totally avoided and ignored from the N sixty four all the way up to the Switch. Um, <laughs> and it was getting it on the Switch where I was like, oh, this is actually pretty fun, and like I like that I have to actually learn all these characters to be able to go unlock more characters and everything yeah. else. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a long convoluted version of my history. No, nope, you're fine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'll just say real quick, uh, in terms of summary, like for like new listeners, uh, I'm not the biggest fighting game fan, mostly because I've never really been um have been good with like trying to memorize like all the combos necessary. <laughs> um but Street Fighter, I but uh, uh but yeah, the Street Fighter games I've enjoyed a lot because I think that at least the early ones you could at least have some success in them without having to learn too many combos. But so um the newer ones forget about it. Those are much um I those are much more complicated, but you know, but you know, but you know, but you know, at least the older ones uh, were like a bit, you know, like were easier for a newbie to pick up. So, so I would agree with you. Um, so a lot of players prefer the slow, methodical versions of you know Street Fighter Two, and uh, you know the Super Street Fighters and stuff like that. But Alpha really sped up the competition. And yes, and yep, introduce yep. combos and such uh, like that. Air blocking, which was amazing. Um, you could finally shoot Hadoukens from the air. That was another improvement with that series. Um, and there are some people who prefer those games and that game style versus the original. Yeah. And I can see it from both camps why you would like it or why you wouldn't, because Street Fighter Alpha lends to button mashers. If you are a button masher and you cannot remember combos or, you know, half circles and whatever else, then alpha is your, is your bag for sure. But yeah. if you are that slow, methodical person who is in your head thinking four or five moves ahead, like, oh, I'm going to fire a Hadouken, but also I'm going to do my, you know, tornado kick soon after that, you know, that Shadouken hits, like, that's that's your jam, you know what I mean? So right, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's nice that they're not only two different series, but they also play differently as well. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with like most of that. Um, so, so it's one of the point I wanted to make here, like about what you just said before, and this also like a, uh, this also like work with a like a good segue. Um, there were fighting games out there before. I go for Street Fighter 2, like at the arcades in 1991. It just the um, um, just obviously Street Fighter 2 was a huge, like, was a huge success because um, you do have the original Street Fighter from 1987. I don't forget that guy. Right, um, right. You know, uh, um, and then, um, you also have the series that was supposed to be a Street Fighter, um, uh, 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 the original designed, originally designed as Street Fighter sequel, but ended up being changed and something totally different. Uh, Final Fight 1989. So, mm, yeah. Um, so, um. But but the original Street Fighter was not a very popular game. I, I mean, it got uh, I mean, they get home ports, but 
The original, with the original game, it was nowhere near as popular as Street Fighter 2 was. Right. And so I think they recognized that. Um, and they recognized, they went back to, you know, you know they really went back to the uh, the drawing board with Street Fighter 2 and just, like, you know, like reinvent it. Because Street Fighter 1 and 2 do not really have all that much in common if they make it down to it. Yeah. As far as the actual, Very true. Uh, um, um, as far as the actual gameplay goes. They, yeah, so. they ruined Saget. That's it. <laughs> Well, and the basic premise, like, you know, two guys beating one another, like, in a best of, you know, best two or three matches. But, right, right. So, um, but a few of the, uh, um, you know, um, you know, uh, um, a few of the moves were carried over as well, too. So, you know, they did have the Hydoken for, for example, so. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. And then, you know, Street Fighter. So, there are, uh, so as I mentioned before, there are numerous, numerous, numerous Street Fighter games mentioned. Um, Roughly speaking, in Street Fighter 2 games, you can roughly categorize in like three groups, if you will. You know, the original, like the original Street Fighter 2 uh, games. Then you have the Alpha group, which started, um, the Alpha group, which started coming out in 1995. Mm-hmm. And then you have the X group, which started coming out in 1996. So, um, and then also, and then also you have the crossover games, which we're not even like to talk about here because it's like, that's a whole different like kettle of fish. Right. You know, <laughs> You know, Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom vs. SNK, etc., etc., whatever. Street Fighter the movie as well, too, but, yeah. um, you know, which is actually not that bad of a game. I, I mean, as far as a fighting game goes, it's not bad, so. No, um, I mean, it gets a lot of crap for, you know, because the movie was kind of, you know. Yeah. I won't yeah, even yeah. say the movie was crap yeah. because the movie was campy. That's what it was. Um, and people expected a serious movie. Um, but, yeah, the game is fantastic, in my opinion. It plays well. Um the only thing is that those digitized sprites do not age well. And uh <laughs> you kind of see the same thing with Mortal Kombat, but Mortal Kombat yeah. at least has like well animated backgrounds, so therefore, you know, it kind of makes it still kind of cartoony whereas right. like Street Fighter the movie was like they went all realistic and it just yeah. looks horrible. <laughs> right. So, um you know, this is a franchise that's still very popular. I mean, I mean, like, it may not be as popular as it once was in the 90s, but it's still, like, a very, you know, popular franchise. I do have, um, I do have some limited sales figures here, which I'm, like, talking about later on, but, um, the, the most recent game in the franchise was Street Fighter V in 2016, which is pretty well received. Um, I mean, after the patches, yes. <laughs> but, so, and then was it, like, so there was also the 30th anniversary collection, which came out in 2018 as well, yep. too. And currently, Street Fighter Six is in development with the, is is development like a planned release date of next year sometime? So, and not a lot of information is available. Uh, like available on that one yet? Um, um, except for the fact that, um, except for the fact that very like very controversially that that game's going to have in-game commentary, which is which is series first. So so a lot of it ha- it's going to have in-game commentary. They already showed off two of the new characters, and it also looks like there may be a creative character suite, which is pretty cool. That, that that is interesting, yeah. Yeah. So, but but uh, so yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that this, game. I guess this may but. be the next evolution in the Street Fighter games with the next game. Sure. So, um, and yeah, you also mentioned you also mentioned your, like very uh, uh, very before the six that you, you know six button control that you bought the Genesis. Yes. Um, Capcom uh, uh, was signed to. Uh, Signed a deal with Nintendo where the um, you know, like Street Fighter Two was a, like a Super NES exclusive like for a while. I think it was yep. like two years. Was the um, it was it was the contract because it's like, which was a brilliant move of like Nintendo's part because Street Fighter Two was 
a definitely the killer app for the system. Like, so I know. think it's funny. So yeah, you're right. Like Capcom and Nintendo had an exclusive right to Street Fighter the uh, World Warriors, which was the original cabinet released. Yes. Yep. So Capcom released Championship Edition to add in a ball uh, Vega and Bison as playable characters because that game was different than World Warrior. That meant that they could license that to Sega exclusively, which is why you got technically the superior version on the Genesis versus the yes. Super Nintendo, which I always found very interesting after the fact that because they kept it going. Like Nintendo was like, oh, you're releasing Hyper Edition? We want that now, you know? <laughs> Hyper Edition <laughs> became exclusive. So, I mean, you know, there's some petty stuff that was going on in those times, but also like... You know, if you look at how the market was at that time, Nintendo and Sega were beating each other left and right, trying to get consumers. So it makes sense right. that they would try to get some sort of um, exclusivity, you know, for whether it be for a certain amount of years or a specific type of the game. Right. So, uh, yep, yeah, no, definitely. So, but, you know, but, you know, but, you know, but, but, but Street Fighter 2 was definitely... Like definitely like um, you know like a great like a great game for the Super NES to like be able to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to confirm this, but I want to say off the top of my head, the Street Fighter Two was probably was probably the I think it was the, um, so I think it was the second most second most sold that's the, the the second most sold game in the Super NES right behind the Super Mario World. But, oh, I believe it. You can still get copies of Street Fighter Two today. Um, yes, for yeah. like five five bucks on the Super NES, um, <laughs> I think the most I've ever seen it is like ten dollars. So yeah, yeah I, you that they they sold millions of those cartridges they, for sure. Right. So the, right, the figures I have, um, you know, are not limited to Super NES. Um, you know, includes like all platforms. Right. Uh, but Street Fighter Two sort of about fifteen and a half million copies like worldwide. So, yeah, that, that makes um, perfect sense. And. Uh, Street Fighter by itself, the whole for the whole franchise, the whole franchise, um, is done about like, um, he's done about like forty-seven million, uh, forty-seven million copies like worldwide, right. uh, too, since its release. So, but yeah, and and, and like Street Fighter Two, it it was an excellent conversion, like the arcade game too, like almost arcade perfect. I mean, like really so close to the arcade experience, but, um, you know, just the. You know, you know, just the slight downgrades in graphics and graphics and music that you would expect to find mm-hmm. uh, um, in a 16-bit system. Um, but really, the only flaws of the game, I, I playing it, you know, playing it now again for the podcast, the only flaws, uh, the only flaws I have of the game are not, um, you know, are, you know, are not the flaws of the game itself. Uh, I don't think like, that makes sense. It's just that Street Fighter Two is for, for like it's a very like slow, sluggish game compared to like the newer Street Fighter games. And, uh, and it also has a very like limited roster. It feels like yes. But, so it, if you're if you've evolved with the series, it is yeah. kind of hard to go back and play the original. Um, I True. I prefer nowadays to play Hyper uh, yeah. Fighting just because it's a little bit faster and it's just faster enough to where I can enjoy it and I don't yeah. feel like oh my god like doing a Hadouken in Street Fighter Two and watching that fireball slowly move across the screen <laughs> like it doesn't surprise me that you, the, the ai just jumps over it like you know what i mean but yeah. when you're playing like hyper fighting and that's moving three times as fast um it's so satisfying to get that timing just right to where like right. even if they try to jump out of the way they're gonna get hit with it and it's not because of the ports uh you know the original you know the original arcade game is like a slow too just like yes. you know we just yep. you know like you know that's what I said. Like you, you know, it's not the fault of the game itself. The game, 
I, I mean, the game is still fun. I mean, this is the only Street Fighter game that you have that you have in hand. You can still have a fun time with it. Yeah, but I'm just, uh, 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 I'm just saying, like, you know, just that things have evolved a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, like, you know, and, like, the, the biggest uh, and the, uh, the biggest changes that Capcom made with the Alpha Group, I mean, of the Alpha Group of games was to have a bigger roster and more moves, like, to have a game, um, you know, I mean, like, have the game speed that go faster. So, yeah, the introduction um, of supers, the introduction of combos, the speed being ticked up, um, yeah, those were all huge steps forward. It seems small now when we think about it, yeah. but at the time, like that was revolutionary. Yes. So, like, so I'm sure you probably played Street Fighter Two quite a bit at friends' houses who, who had Super NESs back in the day, right? <laughs> no, uh, believe it or not, I actually had people come to my house to play the Genesis version. Oh, okay, um, that's surprising. So, yeah, okay. so I had a couple friends who had, a, you know, a Super Nintendo growing up, and they had um, World Warriors. And one of the common complaints I always heard was, yes, the graphic, graphically, the game looks great. It plays just like it does in the arcade, but it doesn't have Vega and Bison. And back then, Bison was kind of a, you know, fan favorite character. Um, because he could do his psycho crusher and like literally go fly cr- up clear across the screen. And then he had this dirty, dirty, um, slide move, which he kept through the entire series where he hit down and, uh, high kick. And he just like glides. Oh yes, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. like a, a snowplow is the best way to explain it. It's like getting hit by a snowplow. Like there's no way to get around it other than jumping over your opponent. And if you get hit by it because it is a high kick move, um, it does quite a bit of damage. And if you know how to do things right, you can get that, you know, that slide kick to get the opponent kind of kicked up into the air, and then be able to do that hold back for three seconds push it forward and hit high punch and be able to do the psycho crusher and just plow through your opponent and it literally takes 50 percent of their life away just with those two moves he is dirty um so um yes i have played the super nes version back in the day and but it was always you know one of those like i'd i'd have to be like can, can we like you know can we play super nintendo like this Street Fighter. And then it would always be like, well, I got Mortal Kombat, or we could play Mortal Kombat 2. And they'd always try to offer something else. And I understand why, but like at the same time, I'm like, come on. But then, you know, they would always ask, hey, you know, when, when we go to your house, can we play like Street Fighter 2? And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and I always gave them the three button controller so they could learn. <laughs> mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, the three-button controller just did not do very good for games like that. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, believe me, like, you know, I was happy I got that six-button controller for my birthday, but, um, you know, it was a long wait till uh, Hanukkah to be able to pick up a second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, um, so who are your favorite character in Street Fighter 2, and did that change once you... Finding that change, like you got over to the Alpha games. So yeah, so my okay, so Street Fighter Two started off for me in the arcade, and when I first got it home, I loved Guile. Um, Guile is—he's my favorite he, too. Yes, he's yeah, yeah. super easy to control. He's yeah. got this wicked, uh, like high kick move that you can do where he like flips upside down and he like sweep kicks you, but he doesn't sweep kick you. He roundhouse kicks you in the face. Um, all of his moves are charge moves. 
So it's a simple hold back for three seconds, push forward and hit the punt button. He'll do his little sonic boom, um, which I always loved in the arcade. And he was sonic boom. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, he also had the, you know, hold down for three seconds and then press up and kick. And he would do the little hurricane like flip kick thing. Um, But as I experienced uh, experimented, sorry, with the different, <laughs> uh, roster players. Um, I soon started to fall in love with Bison. That's one reason why I know all of his dirty moves. Um, Bison was fantastic. And it, you know, a lot of people would say it's cheating because you're playing with the boss character, but you will see a trend here. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Um, uh. so I, I, you know, I got to, you know, get well with Bison and he's never really changed through the series. Um, then I would get to, you know, know Ken and Ryu, uh, very well. Both of them play very similar. It's with the half circles and the punches to do the Hydukin. They do the, uh, tornado uppercut. They got the tornado kick. Um, and then with the Alpha series, uh, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna lie. I started with Ryu, um, and I got good with Ryu. Uh, Bison was in that series as well. Again, same thing because I had used him before. I was pretty good with him. Um, but it was when I beat the game on the Sega Saturn, um, they unlock Akuma. And it's not just Akuma, it's Shin Akuma, which is like the evil, evil version. Um, and okay. he's like super powerful, but he's got the same moves as like Ryu and Ken. So he can do the, the Hydukin, but he can like, he was the first one who could do air Hydukins. Um, and I got to learn how to play him and that he, he has been my man ever since. Um, if I play any of the new games, first thing I do is go, you know, check out how Akuma is doing and see how he plays. And then it's always like Bison. And then I fall back to like, you know, Ryu or Ken. Um, <laughs> but. In like the most recent games, like it's all Akuma. Like I am all about Akuma, and I, I think it's just you know he's like a tortured soul who you know he's he's Ryu, but he's like an evil version of Ryu. So I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever like used him, um, but he um, is unlockable in the Super Nintendo version. But it is complicated as all hell. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I have here a, a yeah. I think it's a, I, I think there's a, I, I think there's a cheat code you can use to unlock him. So. Yeah. So you got to beat yeah. the game first. Then you got to hold a bunch of buttons on like the second player controller or something like that. Then you got to like hold long press a couple buttons on the character select screen. Yeah. And then you got to like press select and start. And it's, it's like it's ridiculous. And thankfully nowadays. There are patches out there that not only fix some of the shortcomings of the game, which we will discuss, but also they automatically include Shinakuma. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, I definitely agree with you. Like about Guile, like I think Guile is like a very nice, well balanced, easy, um, easy to play character, like for beginners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's still like one of my favorites. Um, what's that? What's that better at the game though? You know, actually. Um, you know, besides Guy, like, I also, like, really enjoyed like, using Chun-Li once I got a, a better of the game. It's like, you know, uh, uh, her speed, I appreciate. You know, just a quickness like an agility. Yeah, I think her, Ihonda, and Blanca, or Blanca, depends on how you pronounce it. Um, those three all have 
moves where like you have to rapidly press a button to be able to do one of their finishers. You know, yeah. uh, Chun Li's got the kick. Ihanda's got the um, the fist of fury is what they call it, even though it just looks like he's trying to high five you. Um, and then, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, you know, Blanca's got the electricity that he gives yes, off. Yes, I hate that. And, I hate that <laughs> yes, everybody hates that. Um, and then, you know, he's got his half circle spin that he can do, which is also super annoying. Um, so, like, I think those three are the easiest to learn and to adapt with. Um, other than Guile, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, yep. and then it's just from there, it's like Barlog is like Balrog and Sagat are very slow, methodical. Um, Balrog, I, I don't think like he really doesn't have any special moves. They say he does, but like all he does is like Fist of Fury and like things like that. Like he doesn't, you know, he can only punch because he's a boxer. Mm. Um, and I think they changed that in later iterations where like he kind of had some kicking stuff but for the most part he stayed a uh puncher um yes but like you know and guys like zangief you know zangief is huge he's powerful if he gets his hand on you like close quarters with zangief is like dangerous same thing with Blanca. he's the one who does that whirlwind that yes. whirlwind spin, like and, spin punch attack and right? and I hate that. yeah and like if Ugh. he grabs you and he does that pile driver special like it's oh, like yeah 25 percent of your life just gone <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it, you know, I mean, he's dirty, but also at the same time, like, if you can Later learn games to play also him. bound things out better, thank God. Yes, yes, like, you know, yes. But, so, yeah. it's like, you know, they don't have the same flaws that you have, flub flaws that you just mentioned with him and with Vega earlier, like right. Street Fighter 2. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will mention some codes here, Street Fighter 2, like, real quick here, before I move on, because some of these codes, they're not really, they're, they're not really that practical for the game. <laughs> they're, they're just interesting. Like, you know, there's one code, for example, Street Fighter, um, Street Fighter 2, that if you want to remove everything, um, you want to move everything from the screen to, just to make the game run by run hair faster. You know the energy bars, timer, and sound. You can do that. There's a code for that. So uh, you can also play the same character versus the mode, which is nice. Um, and you can also see the game statistics. Like you want to see, um, uh, I mean, which tell you like you know like you know how often how often something's been used. Um, and just like you know, how many you know, how many games have been played since like, it was last reset? So and it's crazy um, to think that you need a code for that when like that's like so standard in games now. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and there's you know, and there's a bunch of glitches. Uh, uh, glitches also uh, glitches also in the game. Curiously enough, the vast majority of them like involve like um, you know, guy for some reason. So <laughs> um, I don't know why, but <laughs> um, but uh, um. You can also, you can also get a, uh, you can also have like the Chun Li sound, uh, like the end, end screen for all the characters, characters if you want to. Um, there's also, there's also get this, there is a, there is a one in five hundred twelve chance that the game automatically perform an attack block special for you. So <laughs> that's um, interesting. It's it says it was programmed in to help to help to help to help new players, right. but the odds of coming up are so remote that um, it's like. It's like it's like you. Know, it's like you could probably play the play game a thousand times and not see it happen once. You know, I get it's it like, because with the D pad, <laughs> like it's kind of hard to do those half circles. Like is, sometimes yeah, yeah, you can't so. get that just right. But also, like, how frustrating does it have to be that like you sat there for we'll say five minutes, you know, trying through multiple matches to do a Hadouken or something like that, and you can't pull it off and then suddenly the computer says well you know what that's one in five five hundred and twelve chances we'll do it for you 
And then you get that false hope that you just pulled off the magic move that you've been practicing for God knows how long. And then you go into the next fight and realize that you can't do it. Like, that's just wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, so other secrets the game has. Uh, you can access a configuration screen, like change the control configuration. Oh. Um, uh, there are... Uh, there are extra endings available, like reach the characters, hmm. uh, extra um, extra sounds. Uh, you can see full character profiles on the characters with the, on the character the characters that you want to, and you can also refill your life bar of like a block of like a trick. So, huh. um, so the game actually has a lot of like you know like bugs, code, and secrets in it. Like one that I realized at the time. So I just wanted to mention that here. Yeah. Uh, because the fact that you know like even an old game shows like new tricks to show you every now and then, I suppose. Yeah. So, um. Moving on to yeah yeah moving on yeah yeah moving on to the next game to get ported to Super NES uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo. Um, looking at my list like real quick here, um, Two Turbo appears that it appears it was the 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 uh, if I'm counting correctly here the fifth uh, version of the game because you have Street Fighter Two World Warrior uh, Warrior Championship Edition Hyper Fighting Street Fighter Two the New Challengers and then King Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. So turbo hyper the, fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, these names are like <laughs> uh, so freaking confusing, but Yeah. And um, I mean, it's this is just one of those things where like someone I think this originated by someone hacking an original Street Fighter 2 board. Um and that somehow became popular in the arcades and that's what led to them releasing the console version. Yes. From what I understand. I mean, other than obviously that whole, oh, well, Sega's got Championship Edition and you're not getting it, Nintendo. That whole thing. But, you know, um, yeah. this was a way so, for the yeah. SNES yeah. to get Championship Edition, uh, just with the caveat of, uh, you have to play it really fast. Well, actually, <laughs> um, actually it was Hyper Fighting. Um, so like, um, so Hyper Fighting was, so like Hyper Fighting was taken into two console ports. Super NES got Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and Flangesis got Street Fighter 2 Special Special Championship Edition. Oh, okay. Just to make things more, you know, you more confusing than they already are. Right, but. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Hyper Fighting was, as you just mentioned, Joe, that was, um, you, know, that, you know, that was Capcom's official, you know, official response to the bootleg editions of yeah. the game that were out there. So, um, most notably known for faster gameplay, different character costumes, and new special techniques. Specifically, so, Street Fighter Rainbow. Yeah. So, um, so, so Street Fighter Two plays very, very similar to Street Fighter the World, um, uh, the World War. Just like you know the uh, the faster, uh, um, the faster, uh, the faster speed, and there are there are additional characters in this game. I think um, I actually could not find confirmation of that anywhere. But I want to say there's two, um, there's you know, there's two extra characters in here. Well, you get um, compared to the World Warriors, you get. Bison and Vega. Yep, that, yep, that's what I'm thinking about. Okay, yep. all right. So, and but. they did, and you know, include a few extra stages, which is obviously Bison's True. stage and yeah. Vega's stage. Um, but um, other than that, I mean, this is like turned up to like times three, like I said. And I, there's really not much here other than it's faster. And I think you could mm -hmm. agree yep. with me. Yep, it is. Um, I never really played this version before. Uh, uh, like up to the podcast, and yeah, but it's a very nice improvement. Like uh, improvement, I mean, I, I mean, it's not, it's not that much different than Street Fighter Two, but still, like, you, um, you know, but even just a small upgrade still make for a fun game. Um, is it worth paying? Was it worth paying for, for, you know fifty dollars for it back in the day? Like, if you had the original game, probably not. But 
you know, if we didn't get the game for whatever reason, this is a nice upgrade to it, I think. So, See, um, that's proof right there that you're not a fan. Yes, it was totally <laughs> worth the $50 for the upgrade. Because um, <laughs> th that's what Capcom still does today. They sell us Street Fighter 4, and then they release Street Fighter 4... You know, Every game expansion that, game, and then they say Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, then they go Street Fighter 4 Ultra Edition, then they go Street Fighter 4 Super Ultra Crazy Edition, <laughs> and it includes everything that came before, and they keep doing it with every game. So, um, yeah. you know, clearly the formula worked for them. <laughs> mm, <laughs> They're <yeah>. still using <laughs> it. Um, I think they kind of caught on that we caught on because Street Fighter 5 really just had upgrades they didn't try to change the names or anything else um but uh definitely for four they were like we're taking you for the ride <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh which is one reason i think that street fighter 4 like wasn't like very um like well received I, i've not heard too many people would, like talk favorably uh, uh, talk favorably about that game so but uh yeah uh uh, so, so like the past game, Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Super Fighting is loaded with cheats, um, you know, codes. Um, did you know for, um, so did you know, for example, Joe, there was a way to, the, um, you know, um, there's a way to make the game, like there's a way to make the game even faster? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> there's a Mega Turbo code, yep. So, um. <laughs> you know, just in you, case it's not fast yeah. enough. You also, you also, you also, you also, can, you also can equalize the playing field if you want to. Uh, and this one's interesting. No special moves. So nobody okay. can doing special moves. It's just like you know, it's just like you know, punch, kick, jump. That's it. That's, so that's a that's a button mashes dream right there. <laughs> yeah, um, you can also you can also um, uh, uh, you can also for versus battles you can also turn special skills on or off if you want to as well too. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, there's a you're able to get like uh, game posters, an extra ending in the game. If you're able to finish one player game against the computer at level of difficulty, they're continuing. So good luck with that <laughs> because. That is like a that is a real brute. Um, you can skip one player matches if you want to, which is nice. Uh, character profiles are also viewable in this game as well too. Uh, there's also you know there's also like a versus um, you know you're all, you're also able to select the same character in versus mode again if you want to. Um, and there's also um, there's also the so-called um, you know five star mode that you can also use, which is a kind of like an increased difficulty setting yeah. uh, for you as well too. So. Um, Jeez, if you do five star mode with the super mega hyper mode, oh my god, that you're you're asking <laughs> for death. <laughs> uh yeah. So, and you can also like you know like change the colors, change the control configuration, um, you know like things like that. Things well too. Um, and yeah, and it, um, and if you play the game, um, and you play the game in like the like the modern thirtieth anniversary thirtieth, uh, um, um. That's that isn't even right. Thirtieth anniversary uh, uh, collection. Yep. Um, but um, there are achievements that this game has, which uh, uh, as well too, be played in one of the online versions of the game. And some of these achievements like are pretty like are pretty easy to get. Like you know, like you know, like you know, like win ten times. Like you know, like fight. I uh, fight out twelve opponents. Like you know, like um, some of these, however, are going to be a real brute to get. <laughs> like um, uh, clear arcade mode without losing any rounds. Yep. Uh, Clear arcade mode without losing any matches. Mm -hmm. uh, win 30 times in ranked online matches. So, good luck with those. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this is um, this is a nice improvement. So, um, and then and then Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo was the fifth arcade installment, um, which, which, uh, which, 
which when, which I guess new challengers kind of made a lot of improvements, but also slowed the game down a little bit. So, so like Street Fighter Two Turbo brought that speed back, um, and they also brought back uh, um, uh, uh, so like they also introduced uh, super combos, which we were talking about like earlier, Joe. Yeah, uh, this is the first appearance appearance of those, and also like Akuma makes his first appearance yes. as well too. So, um, so, uh, um, so. So this game got ported both to both Super NES and Genesis. Mm -hmm. uh, both versions of the game are pretty similar to one another, just the minus, minus the usual controller and controller graphical right. differences. Um, again, I didn't have again. I didn't have. I, I really didn't have experience experience with this one uh, before. But again, it's like more of the same. But like you know, again, just like the, there's improvements. Yes, the improvements are nice. But again, it's like unless you're a diehard fan, paying another fifty, you know, fifty dollars, whatever, to get this version of the game is like kind of stretching a little bit. I think, but. Um, I do appreciate, however, like you know, um, you know the uh, the, um, the super combos are nice. I I suck at using them, honestly, but you know they're nice to have. Yep. It's a nice feature. So, uh, but yeah, this is uh, you know this is you know this plays very well in the system. I think so. Um, you have any you have any thoughts about like um, um, so do you have any thoughts about like this game, uh, Joe? Um, I thought the uh, introduction of the new characters, uh, T Hawk, Cammy. Um, Fei Long, and I know there's another one that I'm completely missing. Uh, DJ, there we go. Um, those four were, um, you know, great additions. Um, Fei Long was really nice because he, even though they had slowed the game back down, because this is a, uh, more or less a direct sequel to Street Fighter 2, uh, more than an improvement. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Fei Long kind of took that hyper fighting style and moved it over just as a character. So he was a faster character to use. Um, Cammy was kind of a, uh, Chun Li clone without being a Chun Li clone, if that makes any sense. Um, she has, she has improved a lot since then, though. Yeah. Cammy, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Cammy's kind of like very like, popular character to yes. use. So, and, you know, DJ was kind of like, what they wanted to do with Balrog, where like he had the punching going, but also like he could do kicks. <laughs> um, and T Hawk was just a beast. He was a big dude who could, they, he did like this diving headbutt thing. Um, that was really good as far as special moves. Um, but yeah, this is one of those like, this is how you improve on the original. You add a few characters, get some new, uh, levels in there, and then also, um, for the Super Nintendo version, I think for Super Street Fighter 2, I think the music improved. I think the mm -hmm. sound effects got that. better. The graphics slightly got better. It's not like anything you're going to notice right away, but if you're looking at screenshots um, right next to each other, you do notice the difference. Um, there's definitely a uh, finer fidelity there, a little more detail. Um, and, you know, it's still Street Fighter. You're still going to have fun. If you enjoyed the first one, you're going to enjoy this one. Yes. So, yep, definitely. Um, yeah, this is, this is arguably the, arguably, I feel at least like, you know, the best version of, the, the best version of like classic Street Fighter 2, um, that you can play. Um, yeah. you know, like, um, because I said before, the Street Fighter 2 series games kind of came in like three rough groupings. You've got the original Alpha and X. So, um, as far as the, you know, as far as the original grouping goes, I think this is the final and the best like incarnation of that. So, um, you know, uh, 
Uh, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, this is very, you know, this is a very fun game, and just and just and just, and just kind of fortunate. Like Street Fighter Two, the original game is what I like, what I played the most of back then. I just didn't have experience with the experience experience of, you know, like later games. Mm. Later games are better. So, but you know, hey, it is what it is. When you you know, when you go to the wells, wells many times, Capcom to Street Fighter Two. I mean, right. I, I, I mean, it happens, right? Exactly. <laughs> but so, um, various again, uh, again, all these games are loaded are, are loaded with, like you know cheats, code, secrets, um, uh, uh, etc. Street Fighter Two, uh, Super Street, like Super Street, Super Street Fighter Two. Sorry, uh, you do have like you can choose the same character again. Um, you know, uh, uh, you can easily like uh, there's a way to you know there's a way to you know, there's a way to there's a way to like cheat the game to, to like to get to, like easily get to M Bison. Um, <laughs> there's there's hidden artwork available in the game, uh, different color outfits. Uh, you can got control configuration uh, things available again. Um, battles can be made faster as well. So in this game as well, like if you want to. Uh, and again, character profiles are still here as well too. Mm. So, but. So finally, the last game to get ported to Super NES, and like I said before, kind of a late one, nineteen ninety-six. You know, like um, you know, probably, pro- probably, you know, probably a game nobody was expecting uh, was Street Fighter Two Alpha. Um, uh, sorry, sorry, Street, Street Fighter Alpha Two. See what I mean about these names, but it gets <laughs> it, it, it gets messy. So the Alpha, the Alpha games were the second group of Street Fighter Two games that Capcom did starting on, uh, starting nineteen ninety-five. So. Uh, this is the uh, the original game. It was called Warriors Dreams, yep. um, which was heavily inspired by some stuff that they had first put in Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Mm-hmm. So you probably could explain the differences with Alpha better better than I could, Joe. But I'll take a stab at it. Alpha expands on the Super Combo System. Uh, you know, improves it. Uh, there's three levels to the three levels that are available for it now. Uh, so you can store up and store up and store up. Store and use them with like alpha counters and chain counters mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. It also um, uh, they also focus more on the story in this one. You know, trying yes. to the character development that kind of stuff. There's ten immediately playable characters, three unlockable fighters. Uh, the most available is the Aiden from the original Street Fighter and Guy from, uh, from Final Fight as well too. Yes. So, uh, and then Alpha Two, the sequel, improves upon that with like new stages, music, uh, new stages, music, uh, like an ending. Uh, it discards the chain combo system, which wasn't the which I understand was not a huge success right. uh, in favor of the custom combo system. 13 characters, uh, 5 characters, uh, like also like also added. And then finally, Street, uh, the, 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 the Street Fighter Alpha 3 came out in 1998. After Street Fighter 3, curiously enough, so surprise, yep. surprise, but you know, I guess Street Fighter 3 was such a disaster that Capcom decided to go back to the well for like the more tried and true game, so... Um, but, uh, which also, which, which again, same, same improvements, like, you know, new stages, new characters, that kind of right. stuff. So, um, so Street Fighter Alpha 2 got us, um, you, you know, you know, supported Super NES and, uh, I was personally surprised by this because I really not played, uh, the Alpha game very much. I played, I played, I think I played Alpha 3 a little bit, a little bit like, like, like the arcade, but I really didn't spend any time with the Alpha games. So, um, Alpha 2 is a fun game. I think that. Um, you know, I think Alpha Two maybe my um, maybe my favorite as far as the four Super NES games go because it's like um, I'm not a big fan about the graphics and the graphics in this one. I don't like the more cartoonish look of the Alpha, uh, um, you know, the Alpha games compared to you know, okay. you know compared to the more like uh, anime style that the original games had. But um, the gameplay is solid though. The combo system is nice. I you know you know I really like the improvements there the improvements the, the improvements uh, you know they made to that and like you know the game feel is more ba- balanced and fair, especially for like a newbie player. So. Yes, so the Alpha 2 uh, game 
and really the Alpha series in general kind of gets uh, kind of looked down upon because of the fact that they are easier um, than the mainline Street Fighter games and are considered, uh, you know, a button masher's dream. <laughs> um, and I, I can see it. You know what I mean? Um, there's definitely, you know, stark differences between what would be the mainline Street Fighter series versus the Alpha series. Um, but the Alpha series is just that. You know, in Japan, this is called the Zero series. It's because mm-hmm. it comes yep. before Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 3 and all that. Um, so, like, it's telling you the story. Like, Ken and Ryu were, like, just just separating from their sensei and their teachings. Um, and Ryu hasn't had that epic battle with Sagat yet. Um, that actually is covered in Street Fighter Alpha. So by the time you get to Street Fighter Alpha 2, that epic battle between Ryu and Sagat to see who is the official like world warrior champion has already happened. Mm-hmm. And Ryu has won that tournament. Um, so um, I, I like the the story aspect of this um you know it's yeah i do too it's still you know there's a tournament you're fighting whatever but the whole time like and you don't know it the first time around but like akuma is in the shadows and he is the final boss and that is one thing i will say about this game wow okay so if you play on easiest on this game it is the easiest the computer player barely moves <laughs> you can definitely figure out whatever moves you want to do like to me like that like one star like that is like practice mode um but even on like the hardest difficulty this game is a breeze up until you get to that fight with shinakuma when you get to shinakuma he literally is whatever setting you set if you set it on the hardest mode, uh, I had him beat me in like 10 seconds. It was ridiculous because I was like, oh, I'm like, I was blowing through the game on normal and I was not expecting that. Um, because, you know, like I said, I've had experience with the Saturn version and the Saturn version almost literally is beat for beat a straight port of the arcade. Um, there's a few frames of animation missing. That's really the only thing that's missing, but like the difficulty, everything is like right there on par. Um, and like, I was not expecting the game to be as easy as it was. And then on top of it, like Shin Akuma to just come out swinging for the fences as hard as he could, because I had it set on the hardest. I mean, that's what I expected from the first fight, but they li- literally was a breeze up until you get up to Shin Akuma and then Shin Akuma's like, Oh, you're playing on the hardest. Well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Like, I agree with that 100%. And like, you know, since I'm, since I'm not very good at fighting games, I did, I, I did appreciate the fact that, um, so I did appreciate the fact that this game was easier. So, yeah, it's understandable. Uh, but, but, you know, I understand people having like, you know, yeah, the Alpha series, I've not heard like, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the Alpha series does seem like it's very controversial with the fans. So. Yeah. Alpha, Alpha 3 is generally kind of accepted as the better game, but not. So this is like, this is the one that everybody plays and loves. Um, yes. three kind of got a little better as far as like the animations, the backgrounds, the, um, complexity of it. 
but mm-hmm. um, it took a it took something away, and it's not explainable. It's something that you have to play to really feel it to kind of understand like how different the games are. Um, and the best way I can explain it would probably be is with Street Fighter Alpha Three. In my opinion, um, I feel like it was slowed down just a tad bit. And it was enough to where it kind of felt like the original games, which is kind of what they were not going for originally. Yeah, Alpha Three. Yeah, Alpha Three got ported to the Dreamcast and PlayStation, right? Yes. So the PlayStation port is eh. The Dreamcast port is much better, but in both of those situations, they're slower than the arcade. They um, are missing frames of animation, like. The 30th anniversary well, of was, Super yeah. of Street Fighter was really the first time that we had a good port of well, Street Fighter. But there's also Alpha a PSP version uh, as well too, which I guess is kind of hard to find these days. Yeah, but even that one, that was like more or less an upgraded version from like the Dreamcast. Like it was still, okay. like, you All know, right. they didn't really do much with it, in my opinion. Oh. I had that that okay. game as well. So okay. All right. So. But, uh, yeah, so it's, like, it's really impressive to see how well the game runs on Super NES 2, because, like, you know, this is, the, uh, to be, like, you know, I'm sure those graphical engines, um, uh, the graphical engines being used and, the, and, all, and all the extra characters and commas whatnot is really, is really pushing the system hard. Mm. But it's, like, you know, the game, all four of these games, you know, say what you will about them. Capcom programmed all four of these games extremely well with Super NES. It's, like, you know, all four games have very little slowdown, very little flicker. Um, you know, they're all very good arcade ports. So... Uh, it's really just a programming, um, you know, like um, you're programming, you're programming, you're programming the system, uh, you know, like it's finest. So <laughs> we can get into that. So uh, Street Fighter Alpha Two, I actually have quite a few notes. Um, one, I have to praise the graphics. If you look at screenshots of the Sega Saturn version of this game and put it up against the Super Nintendo version, there are very few differences that you can find, and one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones is really the fidelity of the background. Other than that, like most of the animations are there, um, most of the backgrounds are there, just not as detailed. And same with the fighters, like the, the fighters aren't obviously as detailed, and that's just the limitations of the 32 meg cart that they used. Um, sure, and you know this game as well as um, one other game. Used the um, SDD1 chip, um, yes, which yes. helped with compression. So the first game to use it was Star Ocean, which I'm sure we will eventually talk about one day because there are now English. I think we port- did cover it on the podcast already. Oh, okay. So. Well, then we yeah. won't cover it. Whatever. Go back and listen to that <laughs> episode. Um, and then there was this game, and uh, for many many years, a lot of people thought that it was the SDD1 chip that was causing the game to have loading, which was interesting because there was loading on a cartridge. Um, but come to find out, um, it's something with the way the actual—I um, can't remember the name of the chip now—but um, the actual like Nintendo chip, I think it's the SPC chip. Um, okay, that's yep, on yep. every Super Nintendo cart. Um, it was that chip in general was too slow to be able to produce and like cash up the memory for the music and sound effects as well as the graphics. So the game actually loads the information for, you know, the characters first and the backgrounds. So that's all there. Like, you know, and then you get a pause 
and it pauses. And then information is fed to the SPC chip as far as music and sound effects goes. And then the game continues and you have your, you know, your fight and your music starts. Um, but there are some limitations where there are a few times where, you know, you'll be fighting and the music will cut out or a sound effect will cut, cut out because, um, this game shouldn't have been running on a Super Nintendo. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this little cart is a miracle and it, it is, yeah. It is crazy when you dig into, like, I, I encourage anybody to go look, um, uh, what, what is his name? Uh, uh, MVG, Modern Vintage Gamer. His YouTube, he actually does a, uh, breakdown of the port of this game. Um, and he actually looks at the Super Famicom edition, but there's no difference. It's the same game. Um, mm-hmm. and that's actually where I got the information about the SPC chip. Um, because okay. he breaks down like, how for years they couldn't emulate this game. Um, this game only first became fully workable in an emulation, in an emulation, uh, scenario, <laughs> um, in 2013. And that boggles my mind. And yeah. you know, and this is why it took me forever to realize there was a Super Nintendo version because yes, <laughs> I, you know, I was able to get like, you know, SNES X9, you know, back in, you know, 1999, 2000, play some Super Nintendo games, but this was never included in a ROM pack because apparently it just didn't run. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Um, let's see, what, what are uh, some of the other things that I wanted to mention? Um, so I saw some of those issues playing the game like by emulation, but it, uh, 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 but I did, um, but I just didn't see them as much as you did, apparently. Maybe just so. Maybe just because I have, you have a better setup, but so I'm not sure. So there's so a lot of the ROMs that you get today are patched, and they're patched okay. so that you don't have those issues. Um, Got it. So Makes if sense. you can find, which is going to be hard, but if you can find an original ROM, um, which I did not have, <laughs> I actually had to watch a video of someone playing the original Super Nintendo game so that I could see the different uh, glitches and things that you know the it, the game was doing on the fly um because my version also um and my version that i have eliminated all the loading i never saw any loading there was no stutter in the music there was no stutter in the sound effects um they've done an amazing job also akuma was already unlocked um so like i didn't have to go through all that whole code thing um so i mean the today you can play this game and it's amazing um, I, and because of that, like, you know, I will get into pricing and whatever else for these games and whatever else, but like, I would not tell you to go get a cartridge of this game because of the flaws. And it's not a lot, but it's enough. Like that loading, it's like a few seconds, but it's on a cartridge. Like that's the thing with cartridges. Like this is not supposed to be loading. And then on top of that, like you occasionally have the music cut out. Or sound effect cut out, which was really weird. Um, again, like things I didn't expect to see on a cartridge. But that being said, after seeing side by side images of the Sega Saturn version that I essentially grew up playing versus screenshots of the Super Nintendo version and literally 
they are almost identical except for a few fine details that and obviously you know the you know and that's the other thing too like a lot of the modern roms for this game take the cd music from the saturn version and use it in the rom for the uh super nintendo version so you get much better sound than you would have had originally um but that not the original sound is bad right right so that's uh, what i wanted to get at is that you know the music doesn't sound bad at all and like yeah this is a 32 megabyte cart and that is important because of the fact that this is as impressive as a 320 megabyte CD-ROM. Like, it's a hundred times more data, and yet they're almost identical. Like, there's very few things that you can see. Like, you have to be, like, like I said, screenshots next to each other, and you have to be, like, really looking. If you were to do, like, a quick glance, you wouldn't even notice the difference. You wouldn't know what you were playing. Um, yeah, definitely like a programming masterpiece. Yeah, so, I, th- this um, is crazy. I, like, I, I still, like, even after watching MVG's video and understanding how they, br- how he broke it down and how they were able to program this thing and everything else, I still cannot sit there and believe. I, and I've seen the cart. <laughs> I've seen yeah. the cart. I know it exists, but I, I still cannot believe that this thing existed on the Super Nintendo. And I think well, the car didn't sell very well according to these figures that I have. Probably because you know, I, I mean, probably because it was such a late, like a late, um, like a late Super NES. Uh, I think it's twofold. Um, so I, I don't, and yeah. I don't have proof of this, but my assumption is with the SDD one chip, this was probably one of those ninety dollar Super Nintendo games. Could have been, could have been. Yeah, I couldn't find anything for it, how much it sold for back in the day. That right there is going to be a barrier, you know, of entry. For yeah. one, especially when you have both the Saturn and the PlayStation out at that time, and this game was released on both of those systems. Correct. Yep. So um, I see why they did it, and you know there was an interview with the creator, and he said that you know his goal was to make sure that this port could be played by everybody, um, and I commend him for that because he did a hell of a job. Um, but with the competition being what it is and you know back then playstation sega saturn games you're looking at 50 dollars at the most they really didn't push past that and carts were still you know up there um i think legend of zelda was what almost 90 dollars when it came out if i remember correctly Mm, wasn't wasn't that bad but yeah it was expensive so and they only got worse with the n64 but that's a totally different story (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right well yeah because like um you know you know sadly it almost looks like the sales figures did, didn't justify the effort that capcom put that the capcom put like the program in the program in this game for the, the super nes anyway yeah. but it's like because um what i found online indicates that the uh, i mean it's worldwide super nes version of this game owns it up for seventy thousand uh, copies so wow. uh not a very big sell right. which is why that this game is kind of pricey to find to find these days right. but, that makes sense um but still very impressive. And like, um, there are a couple other cart games I have seen that have, that have loading. It's not just this game. Um, you know, just like sometimes, sometimes the game is trying to package so much on, on, on the console that there's no choice but to have, uh, no choice but to have loading. So. Yeah. Like I said, this was the first time I had noticed it on a cartridge, but you know, there could be other games out there 
Uh, we've we've talked about how I haven't played too much on the Super Nintendo, so hence why we do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a Super NES games. Like, uh, um, you know, there was one game. There was one game on the N sixty four that I remember that, uh, that I remember that had loading. Um, I think there was an NES game I had there. The, uh, um, yeah, played back in the day that that you know had some definite like brief yeah. loading on it too. So, um, but yeah, so it did happen. But um, so. Uh, this game is this game is loaded with cheats, codes, and secrets. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna bother trying to go through all of them here. I'll just like hit the highlights. Um, there's ways to play uh, championship uh, championship ver- uh, versions uh, versions versions by many characters, classic versions of many characters, special versions by many characters. There's an evil Ryu in here. Yes. Um, you know, there's code to get you uh, to get you uh, uh, alternate uh, alternate costumes, extra colors. Uh, adding the destroyer stage, uh, or play the grass stage, um, bonus stages are here versus it. Um, you know, like, you know, uh, same person, same person, like versus mode again. Um, backgrounds, backgrounds can be changed because of, uh, um, you know, you know, to your choice, like a password. Um, what else? Alternate, alternate survival mode, choose a victory pose. Uh, original like original combat moves in some areas. Um, Evil Ryu, by the way, is only present. Like only present like in the US version of the yeah. game. So, so uh, yeah, just a ton of things, uh, uh, tons of things just, like to find this game. It's like all Street Fighter games are loaded like cheats and codes and secrets, but this one like really packed up for the gills with yeah. it. So, um, so yeah, I think just like comparing comparing Alpha to the original games. Um, I personally prefer the Alpha game. I'll spend more time with the Alpha, um, the Alpha games because they are easier. I understand somebody who's a better Street Fighter than I am. You know, like you, Joe, probably wouldn't like this as much. But and like I said before, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the graphics. You know, I don't like the cartoonish look that they gave these graphics compared yeah. to more. You know, I mean, um, um, you know, I, you know, I much prefer the, you know, I, you know, I much, I much prefer the clean, sharp anime. Um, well, sorry, not anime, like you know, um. Water, watercolor, I guess you could yeah. say, uh, drawing look at the original uh, original games. But that said, the game, you know, the game's easier, it plays, um, you know, plays faster, night, um, you know, good selection of characters and combos and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, this was a pleasant surprise. I think you know, it's like, it's like this is this is probably what the Street Fighter series like should have been with, uh, um, you know, start with. But you know, it's like. As you mentioned before, this was fairly uncharted territory. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, this series, Mortal Kombat, were trying to, um, were really revolution, uh, pioneers and, and revolutionaries in many ways, and it took time for people to figure out what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, so, so when you get a game, like, you know, you, know, like, if you get like a polished, uh, like a polished, a polished modern, modern fighting game, like, you know, like a Dead or Alive 5, or like, um, there's a new, there's a new way, um, uh, what's what's that series? There's a new fighting game that got announced recently too. I can't think of the name of that right now. But anyway, modern games have learned from the experience and history of all the games that came before them. Mm-hmm. So you'd be thankful like about that. So, um, so do the games hope today? Um, it depends. Like I, like I said before, the Street Fighter, the Street Fighter Two games are rough to go, are rough to go back to because they're kind of slow and, and limited. Not the fault of the games themselves, just because, like I said before, the um, you know, you know, and, and as we and, and as we were talking about the games, the games have evolved so much since then. But uh, they're still fun. They're just not, you know, you know, you know, 
you know, they're just more limited compared to what you're used to do to today. Alpha 2, I think, holds it pretty well still for the most part. I mean, like, like I mean, yeah, there are flaws and, there, and there's things missing, as you mentioned, Joe, but, you know, it does seem, um, you know, I definitely, you know, I definitely had the most fun, uh, you playing this game, uh, compared to the other ones. Yeah, so in my opinion, um, Street Fighter 2, World Warrior, and technically Turbo Hyper Fighting, I think you can skip. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 has all that and then some. Um, so if you're going to go back, that should be your Street Fighter 2 experience, the Super Street Fighter 2. And then, uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2, um, I definitely say, you know, check it out through emulation, um, because the price of the card is ridiculous. Um, but also, like, if you happen to have a modded Saturn, uh, definitely try to burn a copy of that because the, uh, Saturn version is, like I said, like literally almost arcade perfect. And the Super NES version is close, but, uh, you know, the, you know, 32 bits, you can't compete with that. Yeah. The Saturn version must suffer from like, you know, like longer, like longer low time though, right? So, no, because I guess there's enough RAM on the, uh, Sega Saturn. There's barely any loading in that game. That's what's so nice about really? it. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's some Saturn games I've seen which have, like, terrible load times. Uh, oh, yeah, like, there's yeah. definitely some really bad load times with some of them. Um, and there's some <laughs> games that even, you know, only released in Japan and needed a uh, a RAM update card to be able to run. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Street Fighter Alpha 3 is one of those. It requires a 4, a four meg yep. card. Yep. Um, so, like, it's sad because I, you know, I burned, like, over 200 Sega Saturn games the minute I was able to mod my Saturn. And sure. a lot of those Japanese games require not only the four meg card, but they require special four meg cards because some of those games, like King of Fighters, for example, um, the, on the disc you have all the information for the characters, the fighting, and how the game works. But all the assets, backgrounds, you know, music, sound effects, all that is on the RAM card. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. Form of copy protection and a very good one at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember like back in the day, working designs used to sell like a um, you, uh, uh, used to sell like a, a special uh, um, um, a special like you know um, uh, a memory backup card. Like their yeah, games. I was gonna say there's at uh, least two of their games for the Saturn that I know require the yeah. four meg card. But Sega, the Sega like, but Sega like threatened a lawsuit with them, uh, uh, like them doing that, right. so they had to stop. Right. So which. Unfortunate, but it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's Sega. <laughs> uh, yeah, well... <laughs> to be fair, as much as a Sega fan as I am, and I did love my Saturn, like, the writing was on the wall on the Saturn that, you know, Sega wasn't probably going to last too long, and then the failure of the Dreamcast did not help that, so, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, Sega, Sega just made too many mistakes about the system, unfortunately, unfortunately, but, uh, unfortunately, but those topics have been talked about. Like, yeah, have talked yeah. About, like, today, and we're Super so, Nintendo, so it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, finishing that, uh, you finishing that up, like, you know, you know, like Rebel and Thought, the Super NES, Saturn, and PlayStation version of this game, Alpha 2, all came out, they all, they all came roughly at the same time, in 96. Right. So that's the, um, so the fact that Super NES was still getting a game this good, that late in its lifestyle, uh, um, sorry, lifespan, it, 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 you know, it was very impressive because 97 saw the last major first party releases for the, uh, releases for the, the system. 98 was the last game, period. So, right. Uh, this is so yeah this yeah this yeah this this is toward the tail yeah this is this this is toward the, toward the tail end of the system so very the very fact they even tried to put this game in the system is impressive yeah because I was gonna say like wasn't 
The 64 released in 96, or was that 97? I think it was Japan. Uh, Japan in 96? Let me... Um, uh, 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 let me look that up. Um, I'll be real quick, but... Uh, uh, let's see. Yes, it was. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it was Japan, Japan, North America, '96. Uh, Europe got '97. Okay, so it, so think about that. This game was released the same year that the N64 was released. Yes. You know, like yeah, there's probably some people who upgraded, but that's the other thing. You know, now that I think about it, that's the other thing that's crazy. Why wasn't Street Fighter Alpha Two a launch title for the N64? Like. What happened there? Yeah, they <laughs> they didn't they didn't make any Street Fighter games for um you have that system, did they? No, the closest thing that I think Capcom made for the uh for the um N sixty four was uh Mega Man sixty four, which was basically Mega Man Legends, and they did Resident Evil one and two. I think yes. those, that's yep. literally all they had. I can't think of any other Capcom games, and I'm sure someone will correct me of that. But I'm just saying. Yeah. At, at Joe uh, sucks yeah. on Twitter, you can you can tweet me <laughs> and correct me. But I'm just saying, uh, I'm pretty sure those are like the three games. Yeah, I'm trying to think myself, and I think you may be right. I'm trying to think about what came out for the system by them, and you may be right about that. Um, yeah, there's some invasion of the card, I guess. But um, oh, sorry. But yeah, anyway. sorry. Here we go. They they released Resident Evil Two, yeah, Dino Crisis Two, Mega Man Legends, and Magical Tetris Challenge. Was that Japan only, or, or was that a nope? North that was uh, a North American release as well. Hmm. But four games. Never even heard of that one. Interesting. Okay. That's like I I expected more or less confirmation, but uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that it was just wow. Like I don't even. Hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> yes indeed so but anyway oh uh, apparently that, apparently sorry dino crisis 2 was not released here in the u.s okay so, I, yeah. I i did hear about that but yeah. um but yeah resident evil 2 on the 64 is also there's also program there's also program masterpiece by the way yes, it's very impressive yes, agreed um, yeah yeah but it, yeah because i played that back in the day and it's I, not a fun port though like, Holy. <laughs> i mean it's perfectly fine that's all you have i um, that's all you have. I mean, like they even got cutscenes, cut cutscenes like in that version, which is like which is like super yeah. impressive. But so, but uh, I mean, I mean, I played it back in the day, but I had fun with it. But you know, it was super. Um, certainly, it was certainly like the case of like really impressive that they got it onto a cart kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, but, I agree with that. Uh, so, um, speaking about carts, did you ever play like any of the handheld versions of Street Fighter? Uh, you know, the GP, um, uh, so. Uh, the Game Boy or GBA versions? I played the GBA version of Street Fighter Alpha 3. Um, okay. Which, you know what, for a Game Boy Advance port was actually pretty decent. It's not great, but um, there's, you know, four buttons to work with. Um, so, you know, you are you have some, like, you have the whole day to do, like, a fierce attack or whatever. But you can modify those controls and, you know, I do that. Every single time I boot up a Street Fighter game, I, you know, set the uh, low kick and low punch for, like, buttons I'm not even going to use. And it's always, you know, I work with the medium and the fierce. So, um, once you change those controls and you got, you know, I basically I use my mediums as my bumpers left and right. And then my high, high kick and low kick, uh, high kick and uh, high punch are my face buttons. 
Um, it's, right. it's a much better experience. Um, sure. But yeah, that was really the only one that I played. I did hear that they released a, I think it was Super Street Fighter 2. Um, they released on the Game Boy Advance. Um, and I do know they made a GBA version of Alpha 2, I think. I'm not 100% sure. I think it was Alpha 2. But yeah, no experience with, with for the most part. <laughs> no experience. <laughs> yeah, handout versions of fighting games are tough anyway because you're like trying to, you know, the you know the limited you know limited you know limited buttons and, and screen size to work. Right, with. can really like cramp things out. But the, but yeah, you know I but you know yeah they, but yeah like they're playable. So but but uh, anyway so yeah so. Um, Best estimates, are, yeah. So the best estimates are, um, you know, you know, are that Capcom from Street Fighter Two alone earned ten billion dollars in profits. Mm. So, um, so if you, um, so if, so if you just factor in, um, um, you know, uh, according to you know, according to most sites online, Street Fighter is the third most third most high, highest grossing franchise, period, okay. um, in history. So. Uh, behind like Pac-Man and like a, um, uh, I, I think it was Final Fantasy. I, I don't have this in front of me like right now. So, um, yeah, Capcom's earned a lot of money from the series like over the oh, years. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason uh, Super Street or Street Fighter Six is coming out next year. Like you know, yeah. it's crazy. But I mean, like you know, compared to like the days Street Fighter Two when they're like rushing out, a, rushing a new game every like six months, it seems like. Um, they have kind of backed off and taken a more gradual, um, you know, you know, a slow approach to other games in the franchise because because Street Fighter, because the Street Fighter three came out in ninety seven, right after the heels of Street Fighter two games, but then but the Street Fighter four didn't come out until two thousand eight, you know, eleven years later, and Street Fighter five didn't come out until like twenty sixteen, like eight years after that. Yeah, well, so, they uh, they screwed so. the franchise with uh, Street Fighter three. Yeah, it didn't help very much for either. So. Right, so they alienated quite a bit of the fan base, and then they were focusing on the EX series where they were trying to go 3D. Um, yeah. and those games plus the crossovers, right? And those games aren't bad. Um, but yeah, they were focusing on the crossovers because Street Fighter versus uh, X Men, Marvel vs. Capcom one and two were bringing in the money. Um, yes. I, I mean. I saw the the death of arcades and it was sad, but I'll tell you one thing that my mall up until probably about, I want to say five years ago, was like the year before we had that bad flood in, in Rhode Island. The Warwick Mall okay. still had a Marvel vs. Capcom arcade machine in the mall. So, nice. I mean, that is that is a testament Right there. Like, they closed down the arcade. Like, Toy Vault took over that space, but they still had that arcade machine. So, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I don't think Game Busters ever got a Street Fighter Five machine, curiously enough, but I don't remember ever seeing one of them. Yeah, they, they haven't. That's that's one of those, like, you got to go to free play for. Well, I have seen pictures. Like, it's a huge machine, so maybe that's, for, like, one reason for it. That but... could be. I mean, I, yeah. I love playing Street Fighter in the arcade. There's no better experience. Yeah, in Japan, there's some really, like, you know, oddity, like, oddity Street Fighter machines as well, too. For example, Japan is, like, a whack-a-mole uh, Street Fighter 2 arcade game, so... I mean, that's just, like... It's, it's Japan, <laughs> man. It's, they, they, they are just a totally different beast. Yeah. We had a, uh, there was a round one that was based in, uh, Taunton, Massachusetts, um, which is only, like, 20 minutes from me. 
So we had gone there once, and they're basically based on the Japanese arcade parlors. So you walk in, and it's literally nine rows deep, probably ten machines across. So about 90 machines right there, and it's all different fighting games. Hmm. Nice. And it's like they're sit down. They got the arcade stick like you would expect to see, but that you can sit down and play. And they're all connected to the Internet. So you had, uh, you know, you could play someone in the facility, but there was more more likely a chance of you connecting with someone else in some other country or somewhere else in the country, which was pretty cool. Right. Mostly real quick. Uh, so let me make a correction before somebody calls me out on this. Uh, <laughs> we move on. Street Fighter Five did not get an arcade release. That was, you know, that was a, you know, that was a PC and PS4 game only. Yeah, okay. So, um, Street Fighter Four is the last one actually. The, 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 was the, the, the was the last in the franchise that came out like in arcades. Right. So that makes sense. Uh, bec- so because arcades slowly die, and like Jordy like pointed out. So, uh, but um, yeah. So that's. So, 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 yeah, that's the Street Fighter games that came on Super NES, uh, like in a nutshell. So, um, you know, fun to go back, definitely fun to play again. So, um, but, uh, so, uh, last thing to go over is pricing. Um, <laughs> most of these games can be had for relatively cheap, um, you know, because they were, like, very uh, popular. I also want to say out here, it was very difficult because of all the different names, <laughs> the, the, the names that's being used on the consoles and whatnot, to be able to get accurate, concise numbers without going nuts. So, I'm giving best ballpark figures on this, um, but they should be correct now for the purposes like this podcast. So, uh, I do want to apologize. I usually try, um, I, I usually, I usually try to, I usually you try to strive for a little, little more accuracy, but it was so hard to do in this case because it's like there's like 30. I don't, I, man, I don't, don't even know how many Street Fighter games to come out, but <laughs> it was a lot. You know, it's a, yes, it's a lot. And most have got home ports. So, um, anyway. Uh, Street Fighter II: The World Warrior uh, uh, on eBay, 18 copies listed. To, uh, listed currently, time to do, do time to do research. September 2000, 2022. 20 copies recently sold. All these prices include shipping, and they're all from North America. Um, Joe, I guess you can blame the uh, Joe. Um, um, I, uh, I, I guess you can blame the pandemic. The average price of the cart to, uh, the, uh, the cart for this game now is for like selling anywhere from ten to thirty dollars. Wow. So yeah. With CIA, and, and CIB's um, CIB's average and CIB is averaging like eighty-two dollars. So yeah, that makes fun. I mean, I expect you know complete in box is going to be a lot more expensive. Yeah, How yeah. many of us actually kept our you know Super Nintendo boxes? Uh, I did for a while, but they eventually got thrown out by accident. So, yeah. but Street Fighter Two Turbo Hyper uh, Hyper Fighting is uh, 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 um, is also common. Forty copies. This is the thirty copies recently sold. A uh, little bit cheaper for this one, actually. Uh, carts averaging from eleven to twenty-two dollars. CIB CIB like to be from forty-three eighty-seven dollars. Hmm. Probably because this game's not as not as like sought after right. as the original game. So if I had to guess, so uh, new challengers get to be a little, new challengers get to be a little bit more expensive. Twenty copies listed listed currently thirteen copies recently sold. Carts so carts are anywhere from twenty-four or thirty dollars. CIB yeah. was around seventy. CIB was around sixty dollars okay. for that. So. Um, however, two is as mentioned before expensive because expensive because the game because the game didn't sell very well. Um, it's easy to find eBay. Thirty-one, 31 copies uh, were listed. 60, 60 copies, sixty copies like recently sold. So you can find it. You you'll find it. You just got to be prepared to pay for it. Like you actually want a physical physical copy of the cart because you're a collector, or whatever. Um, carts, carts, uh, carts. This game selling prices ranging from ranging from thirty-eight to eighty dollars. Yeah. 
uh, and CIB 107 to $184. So one was actually, it looks like it was posted today. Um, there is a Street Fighter Alpha 2 with a beat-up uh, label. Box? Little, nope, it's a label. Oh. Little card only. Okay. A little faded. But uh, they're doing a buy it now of twenty eight seventy, so that's actually that's a steal. That's a steal. Um, <laughs> if I had a physical Super Nintendo, I would actually not be talking about this and just buying it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, so there's there's still deals out there, but generally yes. this game is quite expensive. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, as far as Super NES goes, it's not that bad, but it definitely is, uh, um, definitely is the most expensive, like, uh, expensive, like, Street Fighter games goes in the system, so, because we've, we've covered numerous games in this podcast with the car, the average car price sells, the average car price sells more than, like, $50, yeah. so, but. And I, and I don't think I need to mention it to our listeners, but if you see Street Fighter 2 in a red cart, that's a repro. Um. <laughs> The only games that had red cards, I believe, were Maximum Carnage and Doom. I want to say you're correct. Yes, yeah. uh, I think uh, there was uh, um, you know you know there were some games that released in black cards, but as far as red goes, right. yeah, you're right. Which uh, I think like I don't remember which ones came out in black cards. So the black cards all like off the top of my head. Killer Instinct. I can tell you that. Killer Instinct did. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um. um maybe one of the Mortal Kombat's. You know, the only... I, I just looked up black carts for the Super Nintendo. The only ones I am seeing that are legit is Killer Instinct. That's it. Okay, that makes sense. I did see... I stand corrected then. Repros that are in Mortal Kombat and whatnot, but yeah, as far as right. legit yep. carts, uh, Killer Instinct only was the only one that had the black... Oh, man, that game. Have you have you discussed that game? Uh, Killer Instinct? Yeah. I want to say yes. The okay. problem is that we, um, the, um, uh, off the check. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you uh, have as well. But like that game is the problem is that we've covered like 200 games over the course of like eight years. <laughs> right. and all kinds of like uh, <laughs> right. together after a while at this point. So it's like, and I'm a bit yeah. So I'm not the biggest fighting um your fighting fan either. So so it's like you know, if it was an RPG, I'd be more likely to remember. Right. But, right. Anyway, anyway, this is a fun trip. Like you, know, uh, your fun trip down memory lane. We'll have to do it. So we'll, have to do this, so we'll have to do the same the same treatment just like the Mortal Kombat games that are on down the road, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, episode 137 was Killer Instinct. Okay, that's going to say. Yep. Um, but Killer Instinct 2 came on the system, uh, on the system too, <clears throat> right, didn't it? Nope, N64. Nope, N64, yep. okay. As right, Killer so Instinct yeah. Gold, they didn't even want to name it Killer Instinct 2. They just went Killer Instinct Gold. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like... That that game's fun uh, for what it is, but I prefer the original. Like I have so many fond memories of going to my friend's house and playing Killer Instinct. It's not even funny. Like you would think that I owned a Super Nintendo and had that <laughs> game because I I memorized so like I love that game so much that I got my mom to buy me the Game Boy port. Let me tell you, that game playing it now is horrible. Um, but. Like, I also had the Street Fighter 2 port, and I also had the Mortal Kombat port. So, like, I was used to crappy ports. I didn't know any better then. Um, <laughs> uh, we had going a, back and yeah. playing them now, like, yeah. I can't play them. Like, they just move too slow and whatever else. But, like, at the time, like, that's all I had. So, um, for on-the-go gaming, right. Yeah, like I said before, 
fighting games hand, uh, fighting games and handhelds like really struggle unfortunately yeah, absolutely but, uh, so so i mean it, it was fun you know what i mean and it's yeah. one of those games that like you know i have very fond memories of so i just had to get that out there now we can wrap it up <laughs> we had a killer yeah yeah no we had a killer machine gold machine uh like for semester like in our like in our like limited like limited, like limited college arcade oh, God. And, and you know that was a very like you know fun game so I I remember quick quick little so they had a tilt in the Warwick Mall and that I, th- I remember that, that place yeah quite a while and I remember yep. we specifically went for I think it was Mortal Ultimate Mortal Kombat three I think that's what we had gone in there prepared to play and enjoy and uh, we walked in and like out of the corner of the arcade you just heard combo breaker and it was like super loud like the you know the the arcade owner knew what he was doing like you know he had that thing cranked and uh you know immediately we totally even forgot about whatever mortal Kombat game we were playing or whatever it was that we were there for like we huddled around probably another 25 people and watched like these two people just like kill each other in killer instinct it was fantastic (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, so uh yeah, thanks again as always for joining me, yes, Joe. Thanks again, absolutely. Uh, 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 thanks to everybody out there for listening to the, for this, the podcast as always. If you have any questions, comments, feedbacks, etc., you can leave them on our Facebook page. Also, send me an email if you want to at the podcast at yahoo.com. Um, next time on the podcast, we're going to be covering a game I never heard of until like, I was f- flipping through some of the games available in the Switch uh, Super NES co- collection recently. Um, so there is a pretty unique uh, action game. Looks like uh, um, you, uh, um, you know, you know, looks fun. So we're gonna be covering that next time. Operation Logic Bomb, which is kind of like a combination of like Contra meets like a more uh, I don't know, I don't, don't even know what to describe it for describe it for this point. Hopefully, the hope hopefully by the time we cover this, I'll have a better description. <laughs> but um, but it looks very unique. So um, so we're gonna be covering that next time around on the podcast. Um, uh, quick warning, uh, I'm in the process, 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 process of getting ready to move, so it's very possible that the recording of the next episode may be delayed. Um, um, you know, if it is delayed, if it is delayed, like, it'll only be delayed by a week. So, I, like, so I'll post on Facebook, uh, if they're, the recording of that, uh, of that episode, like, it's, like, it's indeed delayed. So, um, Joe, uh, you already mentioned where they can find you at, but do you mind just mentioning again that real quick? Yep, so I have a very public Facebook. You can always join me there. Definitely not family-friendly. And um, you can find me on Twitter at J-O-E-S-U-X-3-0, and feel free to drop me a line. I'm always available. Sounds good. So, everybody, uh, thank you again for, thank you again for, for like, listening to us. Uh, as always, we appreciate your, t- your time. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you again next time. Later, all. So you kidding? Nintendo controls 80% of the video market, but no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.